1: Kenneth Vigue. This episode and the others you'll be listening to over the next few months are a bit of an experiment. So many of you have written in have been hungry for more content to binge on. However, between personal commitments and whatnot, between writing and editing, it takes me two to three weeks to get stories out to you. So, we polled you all on Twitter and Facebook, and the vast majority of you are all in on the idea of short minisodes in between our regular episodes. These are bonuses, one-off stories that stand on their own, with all of your favorite characters. Because of how simple they are from a production standpoint, they are fast and easy to drop in. And don't worry, doing them won't impact the quality of our full episodes at all. That being said, I'd like to hear from you all. If you don't like these added stories, we can always stop the concept. However, I think you will. There are many of the original stories I've written that I've discarded because they don't really fit anywhere in our larger stories. However, they all are a fun ride and offer you a more in-depth look into the characters. This first one will see Simon lamenting the arrival of Autumn. But a mysterious summons from a super mutant named Graham will turn his world upside down. Join us now for Minisode number one, Graham's Harvest Barbecue. Appalachia, day 304. 52 degrees Fahrenheit and chilly. Summer is ending, not with a flash and atomic hellfire but with a chill that you can feel deep in your bones. Autumn is coming to Appalachia, the first I've experienced since Reclamation Day. While nuclear horror has eliminated the season traditionally known as winter, the nights grow cold here nonetheless. I'm supposed to meet back up with Jake and Amada, who scouted ahead weeks ago, but I've lost track of them. After almost a year of cat and mouse with Chad and his gang, I've relocated and made camp near Uncanny Caverns, a pre-war tourist trap. I'm watching the leaves dance and drift in the night breeze, flashing crimson and dancing away. I found myself unusually melancholy this evening, the kind of sadness when you're throwing a party and you say goodbye to the last guest. I miss the sense of community we had in Vault 76. But you know what I miss the most? Rituals. The rituals of it all. Where months and seasons were festooned with special days and occasions, like a sprinkling of confetti on the year calendar. Fourth of July parades, Halloween trick-or-treats, the holiday ball and tree lighting. I miss it all, but I miss the food the most. Before Dad overdosed on sugar bombs. Every night, when I'd be tucked into bed, he'd sit on my bed, switch on my Nuka-Cola nightlight, and tell me tales of life before the Great War. As soon as the first blade of grass was cut, and until the first frost, out came the glittering sparkle of the backyard barbecues. Every weekend, friends, neighbors, and family would arrive in a caravan with jello molds and inedible hard-boiled eggs filled with what was possibly last Thanksgiving's leftovers. And meat. Lots and lots of meat. Juicy burgers made from real cow, probably. Sausages, barbecue chicken, and kielbasa. His eyes would glitter as he told me of the sumptuousness of it all. Then Mom would call from the other room with the sound of sliding her bed closer to his, and he'd depart, saying something about loving a good pork pull and meat rub. Barbecuing post-reclamation day has been challenging. For one thing, charcoal seems to be rarer than diamonds. I just... I'd love to have something to mark the end of the season. Something special, some ritual... I met a peddler on the road the other day who was trading in some recipes, and you know what he had? A donut recipe. He wanted an unreasonable and completely ridiculous price for it, but I caved in at the end because I've never in my life had a proper donut. Uh, the recipe is fairly simple here. Three parts, ramen milk, two frog eggs, frog eggs, some razor grain flour salt, spices, and some cooking oil for my Dutch oven. I modified it slightly to add in some dandy boy apples and make a sort of cider donut. The only thing I'm missing are the two frog eggs, but there's a swampy patch a little down the hill over here. Let's see. Ah, here we go. There's a little clutch of eggs here. Just need two, but I might as well collect them all. Right, back to camp before Mama Frog comes a-looking. Traditionally, this time of year, all over the world would mark harvest festivals. In Britain, since the time when pagans worshipped trees and rock gremlins, or some damn thing, they'd hold a harvest festival near the Harvest Moon, usually closest to the autumn equinox. In go the apples. And in drop the donuts. Ow. Now where was I? Ah, yes. I just want a barbecue. A proper barbecue. Early attempts at my rigging some kind of plasma weapon as a sustained heat source were met with frustration. The Brahmin exploded and its head is still stuck on my roof. A few weeks back, I found a barbecue shop called Big Fred's, and was momentarily thrilled. You know what I found there instead of juicy pulled pork? Some crazy-ass wendigo that had my entire fucking foot in its mouth while I was fumbling to grab a weapon, and in my panic, was just injecting myself with all sorts of cans. See how this apple donut came out. Ooh, ooh hot. Oh, it's. Mmm, it's warm and and it tastes like shit. Oh shit! No, 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 no. What? Is, oh, what is this shit? Well, one pissed-off frog and one disgusting swamp bath later, I'm calling it a day. I think tomorrow I'll.
0: This Graham, uh, this thing on, found this tenor with this talking thing on it, trying to talk to all meat bags. Graham and Charlie Moo, Moo was on road the other day and was thinking about last time Graham had good hot meat. Graham think. Until it hurt, and Graham couldn't remember. So Graham make big party, lots of hot meat. Everyone come, but everyone must bring Graham really good prime meat, choice cuts. Graham use tena to mark it on map. Graham and Charlie Mumu get barbecue pit ready by seven and six. You you come, lots of eat.
1: I. That is fortuitous. Choice cuts. Prime meat. Still, that's amazing. I'll set out tomorrow. It looks like there's a location to the north. I can practically taste that barbecue. Appalachia, day 307. 58 degrees Fahrenheit. Days of walking later, I'm finally near where I'm supposed to find this meat that Graham wants near the old pre-war ski resort, Top of the World. Just down the hill, there's a small pond with some cows that keep shooing me in the nuts every time I try and milk them. More disconcertingly, they drown themselves, and then they spontaneously come back to life. They just come back to life. I don't know. I'm going to make a camp for the evening and see if anyone else shows up. There's an oil drum and some kind of metal sculpture from hell here. I'm not entirely sure what the hell I'm supposed to be doing. Appalachia, day 308, 49 degrees Fahrenheit and fucking cold. That was a fucking mess. In the morning, just after breakfast, other vault dwellers showed up, some dressed as clowns, others stomping around in walking tanks, preaching democracy at a volume to shatter the eardrums. One of them was wearing a skull mask and was just chasing me around, clawing at my ass with a glove with knives in it. He was yelling obscenities at me and saying he was going to get my junk. At first I was flattered, as it's been a year since anyone's had my junk, but I realized he was trying to kill me. Interrupting this weird attempt to goad me into murder, the clown began rhythmically drumming on a rusted oil drum. In hindsight, making music on that thing was a terrible idea. Every, and I mean every, pissed-off creature from a two-mile radius came running. Hordes of pissed-off yawgwais, fucking bees the size of cars, and some kind of gigantic crotch-lobster creature with a van for a shell. A van. They all rushed us. Each time I slashed out with my knife, the creature would explode before me before I could even land a killing hit by some asshole vault dweller who decided they may as well kill everything for us. One of them was running around, and I think he was having a stroke. Every time he spoke, all I could hear was potato chips. The walking tank took a moment off from bitching about communism to have an argument with an unseen person about his wife being a bitch. It was all surreal. By the time it was over, I was covered in blood and honey, and we were able to harvest only five choice cuts of meat of varying color and animal source. After speaking with one of the more coherent dwellers, we're heading out tomorrow morning in a caravan to head back towards Vault 76 with our meat. After everything, barbecue, here I come. Appalachia, day 310, 57 degrees Fahrenheit, and sunny. Well, it's been quite a day, but my belly is full, and I'm still trying to get barbecue sauce out of my beard. Not long after dawn, we came upon a flat field not far from Vault 76, and a party set up that was pretty impressive. Music playing over loudspeakers... Seating and grills with roaring fires, and the smell, oh, the delicious, unctuous smell of roasting meat. There were about 15 of us, more than enough for at least a proper barbecue. Graham, a super mutant, announced that if we all did a good job, he'd award us with some kind of giant, bizarrely, perfectly balanced beer keg weapon. As the music grew louder, I grabbed the crank of a roasting spit and prepared myself for his signal to start cooking. Tasty, delicious meat would have been just minutes away. That giant beer keg weapon, I'd swing that fucker right in Chad's face, getting my revenge at last. Graham signaled, and I started turning the spit with all my might. But then... Something happened. I noticed 11 of us, frozen, paralyzed. Some just standing on the stage, another perched on top of one of the grill frames, and another had sat down in an empty bathtub. But they were frozen. I let go of the spit and slowly, cautiously approached a man in a Civil War dress. He was staring straight ahead, his eyes unblinking, just staring into the middle distance. The clown slowly walked up behind me, and in a quivering voice filled with fear, he'd said they'd contracted AFK. Backpedaling, I staggered back. AFK the horrifying plague that had struck many out of nowhere months back, stealing their mobility and consciousness, so many people I had encountered on my travels. These poor souls would become completely immobile, losing control of all motor function. They became the forgotten and the damned. Sometimes. Oh... Sometimes I'd come upon one being slowly eaten alive by mole rats while they just stood there. They just fucking stood there. Not paying attention to the time, Graham announced that our time was up and we had failed him. Frustrated, I sat down at an old battered picnic table and was served a whole roasted mole rat that had a little hat on and smelled like burnt rubber. I ate it in silence, completely dejected. Behind me, in the gathering dark of autumn, those poor lost souls stood like sentinels, slowly being bathed in the growing shadows. I miss Mom and Dad. I miss Jake and Amada. These people aren't my family. Right. I don't know what that fucking guy served me, but there are literal flames coming out of my ass. Fuck summer and fuck barbecues. Oh god, my stomach. Oh, I think I have meat sweats. This concludes our first minisode. Our own Alexander Luther will be dropping the next one in a few weeks. In it, Chad and Susie will be going trick-or-treating, and it goes about as well as you'd expect. I'd also love for all of you to join our Discord server. Find the link in the show notes on our website and linked in our Twitter bio. We'd love to hang with you in Discord and in games sometime. Otherwise, I hope to see you in the Wasteland.
0: Hey, all you wannabe raiders out there. It's your bestest girl, Rose, coming at you up from top of the world. Now it's time for your local traffic and weather. Welp, looks like almost everyone's still dead, so traffic is at a standstill! <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor, cause they're totally not bribing me with massive amounts of kems or anything. Seems as the stuffed shirts are back at the White Springs playing games with that total loser, Modus. But hey, if that's your thing, whatever! So if all you squares wanting to hear more, totally, sort of, but maybe not boring stories about rebuilding Appalachia and being all goody-two-shoes, definitely not raiders, check out this thing they call a podcast, The Modus Files, whatever that's supposed to be, on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever else you listen to those things. Double ugh, they're not paying me enough for this. Till later, this is Rose.
1: Raiders rule! You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.